State of Digital Publishing is creating a new publication and community for digital publishing and media professionals in new media and technology. In this episode, we speak with Alex Williams, founder of The New Stack, on how to get into tech journalism and to better develop audiences focused on software engineers. Let's begin. In terms of your beginnings, like where did you start and how did you grow to where you grow to today? When I was at Rewrite Web, we had a channel called Rewrite Hack, and I was, you know, kind of responsible for managing that. I couldn't believe how much traffic the stories were generating for developers. And a lot of it was these articles that we were reading from developers that were uh, the developers were writing about on their blogs. And so at Rewrite Web, our focus was on saying, let's just kind of like try to summarize this topic and then share it with our readers. And the, the traffic was just boomed. You know, that taught me that with explanation and analysis, this will be useful for people who are just trying to figure things out. And just recounting the experience I had with right stories that did reach a developer community, they were read voraciously. And I think that speaks to kind of the public perceptions about developers and how they've been treated over the years, because until really recently, they were in the back room, right? They were considered almost grunts, you know, and now they, and they really kind of like built their own world for themselves. And because they really, a lot of them are just built to want to make things more efficient and more effective and be able to develop more quickly. And that movement really was an organic one in itself. And we kind of feel like that community is always looking for ways to kind of, you know, to learn more. And so I was pretty confident from the start that we'd be able to effectively reach this community. And the other thing is, too, is that you mentioned like TechCrunch and these other publications. You know, if you look at their coverage, they write lots about Microsoft, Google, Facebook, lots about the very big companies. They'll cover product news and stuff from the smaller companies. But there's not that many outlets left for people to like go to for coverage. And the ratio of like PR people to journalists is... God, I can't even venture to guess. 20, 30, 40 to 1, 50 to 1, 100 to 1. It's so unbalanced. You know, one of the things we've really tried to iterate with our sponsors, like, hey, we want to help you kind of create a space for yourselves so you can have some effect on how people think about a particular subject matter. So Alex, just on that point, so in terms of then, you know, you got these articles and then you built out the website, I guess. I noticed, like you mentioned, you've given the space to a lot of the sponsors. Did you then like, decide to structure the site in that way in different topic hubs so that you can support the sponsors? Or how did you then progress to that path of building out? Our focus is on explanation and analysis. And so that's critical. That creates an opportunity for a sponsor to explain something that will often will be as popular as an article as you'll see something written by one of our writers on our the news side of, of the news stack. So we find that, that that's effective. We did not really organize the site for why well, I think what you're thinking about in terms of our categories and our hubs. Yep. The hubs are kind of a work in development and we're looking at that as a way for people to quickly be able to reference information on particular topics. Now, you know, I don't know how you know, sponsors may fit into that at some point, but more so we're focused on doing event-based coverage, doing eBooks, taking contributed posts, working with sponsors 
on all those kinds of things. So they become part of this kind of narrative for how things really work. And that it seemed to be effective uh, approach. And I guess just from first impression, it seems that most of the monetization that comes from sponsors, is that correct? Or do you have you diversified that? We, we're entirely funded by sponsorship. I understand. Okay. Does that present any challenges or, or do you see any further opportunities from that model or? I think for them, because of the focus on explanation and analysis, we kind of like strike a balance between like a, a traditional kind of news operation mm -hmm. and an analyst group. We kind of fit right up the middle. And, you know, we're not a breaking news operation, but we will follow the news cycle. And so that gives us a chance then to really kind of look into issues. And so we're looking more for the explanation and the analysis. One of the things we're very strict about, though, is Joe Jackson. Libby Clark is our editorial director, and Joe Jackson is our managing editor. Joe Brown runs the news side of the operation. And so I always am very clear that, you know, with sponsors, like to say, you need to talk to Job about a news story. You know, that's his domain. And if Job decides it's not worthy, then that's the way it is. That's his decision. And so we really try to keep those things separated. There is an editorial marketing crossover, and that's where Libby comes into play. She, Libby runs the editorial operation for the company. She just joined us from the Linux Foundation. And so she works with me and works with, you know, Job. And so I work with her on more sponsored materials. Our focus is really to keep editorial separate under Job so he can really run the news operation. Like he has the confidence to like run stories that he thinks are merited in being run. You know, so that's how we balance it. You know, it can get tricky at times, you know, I mean, but the sponsors have been pretty good about it. They get it. You know, they're not going to try to push something and get it back just because they think we, they, you know, we'll do them a favor. If they have a contributed post, you know, they want us to look at, we'll, we'll look at their posts like before we look at the other ones though, you know, and we'll give them feedback about whether we think it's viable or not, you know, so that's kind of where we sit with things. Um, it's worked out for the most part. We have had some stories that we just felt we had to run kind of for, because it was important for the community. And so our first real focus is on those readers, that community that comes to the new stack, who kind of comes to us for that analysis. There's one story we ran that it was, you know, involved one of our sponsors. And it was one of these stories we just couldn't ignore, right? Yep. It was just such an important story. And we ran it. It had its fallout to some extent. But we had to do it. And so we inevitably will have to face that issue again at some point. How do you guys make sure that you keep current with the information that community members are looking for? What are some of the sources of truth that you guys look at to be able to keep fresh, but um, not go down the path of breaking news? You know, I think it's just through our research that we're always doing, right? Where we keep in, you know, we keep very close look at open source communities that are you know, that are growing and we get to know the people in those communities. That's very important to us. You know, we're on the ground quite a bit. And so, you know, we're reporters by trade. So it's kind of our job to make sure we do know what's happening. Does that mean you guys are going to the events, you're actually going to companies and asking them specific questions like hands-on? Yeah, where it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's, there's no kind of secret sauce there. It's basic kind of like fundamental journalism. Okay. I understand. For a new journalist who wants to get into the tech space, how do you think it is best for them to break through and, you know, be considered or be noticed by organizations like publications like your publication? 
That's a good question. I think we're always looking for people who want to learn how to be a part of this world that we write about. I think it's been a fantastic opportunity for writers. It has so many, I mean, first of all, I say the, the writing life is a good life. And I've always believed that. I just think it's a wonderful lifestyle if it appeals to you. You get to travel, you get to like, you know, make some money. You're never going to be, I mean, you may have some venture that you do in life, but mm -hmm. for the most part, you're doing it, you know, because it's sustainable. You know, you can make a living doing it. You know, I think people who are young and want to get into the technology space and be technology writers, they should think about understanding better the technology itself. Because if you can learn the technology and understand it, you can write about it more effectively and your stories will just be better. And it'll give you then the opportunity to write for a publication like the Newstack. And we're always looking for people. So what would be like a standout way or has it been examples of people that have caught your eye? Or journalists that caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, there's like, we hired someone. Well, there's our podcast producer, Kieran Oliver. I read one of an article he was writing for a technology company and I just thought it was pretty good. And we got in touch and he started writing for us as a freelancer and then helped start managing our podcasts. And now as our podcast producer, we have people like TC Curry, who had been a technical writer, but now writes for us quite a bit. Now, we have other writers like Alex Handy, who has been a journalist for a long time, wrote for SD Times, and now is writing for us. I think, you know, what I learned when I was learning about this space was just to write about it effectively, I had to kind of research every kind of technical term that I was writing about. And I think just the reading in itself was immensely valuable. And I can't stress that more that if you're interested in the space, try writing about something and then trying to then, and as you're writing about it, start doing the research and then see what you find. And I think that's a path that you can take to like start really learning how to be a journalist who can cover this space effectively. What should they start writing about? Should they start writing like reviews on specific stats or specific products that might come out from a B2B perspective? Or what do you think is the best angle they should start off with or how or should I like become an expert in a specific niche or what's the best way to help them be known for something like this? I would say one of the thoughts would be look around and see what you're interested in. I was always interested in infrastructure. I was always interested in the plumbing. I thought that was a fascinating topic. Mm -hmm. So I just read tons about it. if you're interested in front end development, read up on that. You know, look at all the companies that are in that space. If you're interested, look at the product news that they're introducing keep track of them and you might find an opportunity just to like reach out to them and write a story about something that they've introduced and you write it, put it on your own blog. That's a very effective way to get noticed. You know, learn about something, write them what you've learned and what you know, that should be you know, a real opportunity. Understood. Alex, I guess just to move towards the conclusion of our chat, I guess, how do you think in terms of looking ahead and looking at now, so how do you think your publication and other publications have shaped the industry in general today. I think, you know, for the news stack, we just fill that need out there to provide explanation analysis about complex technologies that are very new, that are very emerging. And explanatory journalism is not new, right? Yeah. So I think there's going to be a continued need for that. And I think the pendulum has, has swung so far in terms of like clickbait and, and racy headlines and kind of constant breaking news that a lot of it is lost in the process. And 
I personally believe that there's all kinds of opportunities for journalists to focus on explanation analysis in multiple sectors of the market, tech or, or even in other spaces such as how cities work or how governments work or how local communities work. I think that's kind of an opportunity out there right now. And yeah, how, how do you think that's impacted tech vendors or tech providers as well? Has it helped them innovate? The explanatory journals, has that provided them an avenue to develop more streamlined tech stacks? Or how do you see that um, contribution towards tech vendor development? Well, I think that tech vendors rely on publications like ours. They want people to help understand their technologies. They need to have it from an independent source. And I think, though, on the other side of the coin is that the most effective you know, technology organizations are those that really have a... Uh, a focus on self-publishing, really. Mm-hmm. You know, keep being very thematic about it. I think part of the responsibility that they have is to be able to explain themselves clearly and effectively, and they can do that through blogging. And I think then we serve as kind of a place to really further explore and analyze. And I think that sponsors, for example, have found us very effective because you know we write this in-depth explanatory work, these in-depth explanatory works. I mean, we did a five-part series on the ebook series on the Docker and container ecosystem. Okay. That the pass around, we know that that's being passed around all the time and the downloads have been considerable. So that helps them teach their customers, their prospective customers, what these new technologies are all about. How do you see tech journalism moving forward and the new stack moving forward? I think tech journalism moving forward will continue to see the publications like TechCrunch out there. And I think TechCrunch, you know, is just going to dominate in the short term. I think, you know, the publications that are, they've been around for 20 years or so, I think they're trying to find their way to find new avenues. You know, I don't really think that they're ever going to come into our space. I don't see how they really could because the models are just so different. So I think the models that we're building at the new stack are, you know, are sustainable on the long term, especially as we look for more ways to do the coverage, right? We're always kind of looking for really good presentations or people who are doing interesting work. And the technology is universal and people all over the world read the new stack, but they're all from some place, right? They're all, you know, I'm in here in Seattle, I'm meeting technologists. You know, I could be in Amsterdam and talking to technologists. So I think that's the real challenge for publication like ours is like, we have to be compelling. We have to be relevant. We have to provide analysis. And if we continue to do that, we should be just fine. Does that mean you guys would be potentially be segmenting by geographic location or your publication or what, what do you see this strategy? I don't know about that, but I think, you know, we want to get out into the world more and be in Seattle to cover meetups and stuff. That's just where there's a lot of material out there that's helpful to people and we want to bring it to the to our community. Right. Okay. Is there any future plans or anything that you can share with our audience or, or anything else that you'd like to share with the audience on new stuff? Well, our ebook series are really great places to learn if you're interested in like these complex technologies. I mean, I think for anyone out there, they'd be smart to learn about how IT is changing. And that's what we write about. And I think what we're seeing is this full-on shift to container-based architectures. And people can learn more about that if they read the new stack. But that's going to really affect how development is done, not just on the infrastructure side, but it's also going to start to have a much more deeper impact on how iOS apps are developed or Android apps are developed. So we're seeing this kind of this server side push out there. And I would just recommend people to pay attention to that. As for us, in terms of our future, 
we'll continue to do these ebooks. I think you'll see us do more live streaming yep. and more podcasting. We're always looking for new mediums so we can tell these stories effectively, but well, with different contexts. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for reaching out. I enjoyed the interview. Likewise, I did as well. Thanks very much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the State of Digital Publishing Podcast. Listen to past and upcoming episodes across all major podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join our community groups. Finally, visit stateofdigitalpublishing.com for premium information, resources, and become a member today. Until next time.